Hey, how are you guys doing? Let's play the intro and get into it. From the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker, we're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. All right, all right, all right. This is John Crump live, and my name is John Crump. We are about to go live on my. Uh, actually, are we live? We are live on my on my channel. We're going to be joined today by Flying Rich and Paul hey. of Legally Armed America, and uh, I'm going to play something right here. But before I do that, we are sponsored by J, uh, JSD Supply. JSD Supply makes the MUP one, which is a SIG P320 based uh, ghost gun, scary ghost gun. We are also brought to you by me. And that's it, basically. No, but JSD Supply, check them out. JSD Supply, you can use code CRUMP and get 10% off. And from that, I let me go find my breaking news. Breaking news. Actually, I don't even have my breaking news load up. So, but just pretend like I have a breaking news thing going on. Okay. So, we have Paul here. And right before I came on the show, and this is the reason why I haven't had a chance to make a video on this. And I want to get it out there before anybody else does. Steven Stamboli, eh? the machine gun lawyer, GOA lawyer, great, great guy, uh, just got a new leak that he just passed on to me from the everyone's favorite agency, second favorite agency, I should say, the FBI. And we're going to take a look at it. And we're not going to stay too long on my live channel. I just want to get this out there. But uh, so the FBI, uh, my goodness, uh, let me just uh, go ahead. And this is on his Twitter he just put out. And let me see if I can blow this up. And his Twitter is Stambo2A, Stambo2A. If you want to download a copy yourself, YouTubers, sure, Paul will. Paul, but Paul's a GOA guy. And I can't even get it. Damn it. I had a, I reloaded my whole entire damn computer. All right. So here is the new definitions of an extremist. Just just came out. The FBI just sent this out. And I know you can't to stand by two A if you can't read it. So uh -oh. these are the symbols. This shows you if you're a militia violent extremist. If you have the boogaloo flag. And you say boogaloo. <laughs> oh, crap. If if you have the black and yellow flag, which is uh, anarcho-capitalist. So there you go. Don't know that one. It's it's like, uh, you know, anarcho-capitalist anarcho are like anarcho-communist, but right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got but it. They're right. I got it. I've heard of them. I've never seen the flag. Sam Bo. S. T A M Evan Mary B as in boy O as in Oscar. Or if you have the Punisher flag, the Punisher logo, you are a violent right wing extremist. Yeah, I, tr I tried to control 
and and and, and scroll up. It just didn't work. Uh, this Dude, is the biggest that it copy can paste and then open it in preview. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna have to if I do that. I'm going to yeah, have right. have to yeah, watch. If I go to preview right, and I try to open it up in preview, which I can. But the thing is, Rich, Richie, Rich, I don't yeah. have a permission set yet. Cause I just read. I just reloaded my whole entire oh, operating right. system. Oh, forget it. But therefore, I would have to um, basically leave and come back because of <clears throat> reasons. See. So I'm looking on my slowest molasses computer here. Okay, it's just coming up. So now, what what about the "Don't tread on me"? It, yeah, well, okay, they have the warrior culture. You know, uh, the warrior culture. Which is the you know the little helmet from the um, the you know Roman the Empire Greek or whatever yeah. the Greek Greek Spartans. Yeah, Greek Spartans, it says Spartans yeah. and Valhalla yeah if you have a black flag you're a, a militia violent extremist if you have two A anywhere it oh. says MVEs, violent militia, violent extremists, justify their existence with the Second Amendment due to the mention of a well-regulated militia, as well as the right to bear arms. So, two A. Wow, you, you jumped over the Mulan law. No, no, that's next. I'm going. Yeah, Mulan law. Black flag first. You know, come and take it. Come and wow. take it. I actually have you know, the cannon. I actually have like most of these flags like five feet away from me. <laughs> Rich will testify to that. The electrical res resistance symbol because it shows resistance. I've, all right. I, I've got stuff I've soldered in space. I do not recognize that as the electrical resistance symbol. <laughs> but, you know, all right. The Gadsden flag. That I'm pretty sure I got one of those. The mm -hmm. uh, the the quote from the Liberty Tree. Mm -hmm. You know, the Revolutionary War imagery, which is actually on the VCDL logo. In the GOA wow. logo, has the Minuteman. Oh, Betsy Ross flag, not and not the regular fifty. The Betsy Ross flag. Well, the 50-star flag will be next. And so right there... That's that, the addendum? Yeah, that shows... Like, now, if you cover your heart and stand when there's a Pledge of uh, Allegiance, are you an MVE? Let's see. Am yeah. I saying that right? MVE. Militia Violent Extremists. Well, guys, I, I just want to let you know I'm happy to be a new member of the club and glad to know that you're all members of the club also. And let me open up this one. This is the second one here. There's more? Yeah, there is but wait, more. There's more. But wait, there is more reasons why you are, an, you are an extremist. So this looks like a pretty nicely printed document. So they mail this out to all their uh, card-carrying FBI Field offices? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it goes to all law enforcement. Unclassified. All, law enforcement all like law enforcement at ATF. So if you're a 3%er, 
threefer, whatever, you are a MVE. The American contingency have never heard of them before. You are so, MVV. Lightfoot Militia. Wait, which I know some of what, them guys. what do they say if you got a pocket constitution actually read it? I mean I'm I'm getting I'm getting some chills here. Um I don't know. An oath keeper. Well that makes sense for the uh, ones who are not oath keepers who are violating that on a regular basis, so that makes perfect sense there. Uh and if you talk about Ruby Ridge or Waco. Hmm. I have like that strike nerves. a bunch of different videos what, what on it. Can can we let the FBI know that the ATF in their lobby has a model of a Ruby Ridge? Maybe that's bad, also. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah. So therefore, uh, it, and if you go to Stambo Two A on on Twitter. <clears throat> I will go ahead and I, I will put it. That's Stephen Stambo, the machine gun. Have you worked with Stephen yet, Paul? No, I have not. He's uh, He is one of GOA's top attorneys. Stambo so I'm dropping the link. Oh, I did too. Okay. So I, I just did it. Well, I dropped the link to the actual post. You yeah. dropped the link to the account. Okay. The thing is, he only has 79 followers on Twitter. So, follow the dude. I'm going to see if we can get him over uh, 100 followers by the end of uh, the, the, the... That should be easy. The stream, yeah. But So, yeah, Stambo2A, go ahead and give him a follow. Uh, but that is the FBI. That is what they are sending out to FBI agents across the country. And with that, I just wanted to get that out there. So everyone who watches my show is probably an extremist. And thank you for watch for being an extremist because I love you all for being an extremist. With that, we're going to break off from my live channel. And uh, if you guys want to go ahead and continue watching, you can definitely do that by going to John Crump. Uh, live on YouTube, and you can watch from there or not. Whatever you guys want to do, it's fine with me. Hmm. All right, guys. And with that, we are done for. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna end the stream on John Crump new on John Crump news. Once I figure out how to do it. <laughs> yep. There is a way. I'm looking so for. So not what you expected, huh? Yeah. Really. Yes. I tell you, the uh, stuff happens. It's nice to know that I'm part of a club that I'm not actually paying dues to, but whatever. Right. I know, man. Wow. You know what? I Wait. think I want to become. Well, no, I'm not going to say it. But to say I want to become an extremist. I honestly can't. I can't wait to read all the fine print. I, really, I mean, I'm like, this is like a joke. This is like a meme. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how removed are these guys to think? that you would take people who are wearing the Punisher logo seriously, like being legitimate extremists. Yeah, I, I kind of look at that and say, like, oh, hey, he's cosplaying. All right, guys. Right, right. I'm about to end on live. Uh, if you want to, you're going to be automatically redirected if you go over to uh, the live um, 
But yeah, so I'm gonna end this over here, and uh, and like within a minute, you will be redirected to John Crump Live if you want to continue watching. If not, I will see you guys probably tomorrow sometime. And John Crump Live is over, and we're we're still up in darks and everything else like that. So, Paul, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing good. How about you guys? Wow, doing freaking great, wow. man. I mean, uh, this I wasn't expecting to be on a list this quick i've not done anything i was on your show you're on the list right exactly (laughs) i mean yeah i mean that's that's just the way it is if i'm on your show Uh, dark my hunch is that i was been already on a list but i wasn't didn't know i was on the list now i know i'm on a list dark we are still broadcasting to your channel if you want to stop it go right ahead or you can just let it roll. Hey, it, it's amazing to me that the number of times somebody like any one of us and any one of you guys in the audience are called an extremist because we believe what the documents that founded this country say. Yeah, it's it amazing, right? It should be the other way around. Yep. Yeah, if you I, visited John Crump's list, you know. You're on uh, my page on the list. So uh, tell everyone out there who you are. I'm sure everyone out there already knows who you are because you're famous and stuff. But go ahead and tell them. No, I'm definitely not famous. Um, mm, but I'm, Yes, you are. I, I enjoy uh, the, the space that we all get a chance to work in because I like the people. Honestly, that's, that's the biggest benefit, I think, in working in these circles is the people are such good folks. But uh, I've been doing this, honestly, a long time, uh, a little over 10 years now. I have a... Um, firearms television show on Fox down here in the Texas, Louisiana area. It's more of a regional type show on Sunday mornings. And uh, of course, all the clips I put out there on YouTube. And now it's got to the point where YouTube has consumed so much as far as being timely, where so many people who follow yourself and me, um, they go to YouTube now for their uh, immediate consumption of content. It's it's so mm-hmm, interesting mm-hmm. how... Um, it flipped. Yeah, the way people consume their... Uh, information has really changed over the last, even the last few years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they would You're go, right. they would get consume their content somewhere else in the quote news areas, and then follow back up for more information online. Now it's just the opposite. I feel like that. You know, they may validate it on a Fox News, or they may validate it on a whatever one of the other networks, but they get it originally where we're at right now, and it's so interesting to see that. I mean. Just that, that whole evolution has blown my mind how that came about. And um, it's good for us. I mean, we, especially those of us who have tried to do the right thing throughout all of this, uh, that evolution of that, because I feel like we kept credibility along the way. And uh, now it's paid off for us because people come to us for that information, just like, you know, you, John. I mean, people are coming to you for, for info. So um, I think that's good for all of us. And of course, I do a whole lot of other things. I mean, as you know, I don't know if I sent you guys copies of my book. This has been probably the biggest delight of my life over the last, actually it'll be this month is a year that I released the book. And uh, that's been one of the coolest things I've done in, well, ever, uh, because I've been exposed to so many different people that who have picked, who picked that book up. I'm talking, I'm not talking about like known people. I mean, average everyday people who have gotten that book and reached out to me and told me how it affected them, how they've turned it over to their, you know, teenage child to read, Hey, you need to read this also. Cause it, it, there's some life lessons and stuff like that. It's not just a gun related book. So that's been a big eye opening thing for me. Yeah. 
that's really cool. Um, I have one book out. I'm working on another book. That's once I, I got, I'm finishing up something, then I got to read this other book, get that done, and then I'm going to go back to my pilot's lessons, I guess I can say. Okay. Yeah, the book. We got to race you to the air, John. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not very refreshing. I just saw a video of some person, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it, fighting with their uh, parachute to try to open as they fell to the uh, to the uh, ground, to the earth, and they were able to Ooh. deploy their secondary chute like, looked like 100 feet above the ground to me. Ooh, I, <laughs> really and again, I've, I've got precisely two jumps under my belt, static line, and he he messed with that primary shoot way too long. I would have like jettisoned that and got got my uh, backup mm-hmm. shoot out. Wasn't yeah. that incredible? That's one of the most incredible. Uh, the fact that this guy was still thinking though kind of blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> I probably would have been screaming and balled up in well, a little fetal position. <laughs> it felt like a rock. Yeah. Well, there there's a few times in your life where you're the only one that's going to save yourself. Yeah. And. Yeah. You know, that was it. jumping out of an airplane is a big one. That's it's all you. Yeah, yeah. There's no you can look around. Nobody else. Want. There's nobody else to blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that, that that's kind of insane. I mean that that is really insane. I mean, I I, I would have. I don't know what to say, man. I would have just. I don't know. I wanted to do go skydiving so bad, uh, but. Then I got married, and my wife's like, "You got to stop this dangerous crap." <laughs> yeah, I, I did it in my twenties. I, I haven't done it since, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, sorry, just okay. I got it working. All right, um, I'm reinstalling. I'm reinstalling everything as we hope we go along. Yeah, uh, skydiving is really scary. So how'd you get in with the YouTube stuff? Um, I, I actually had, before I started the Second Amendment channel, in 2000, uh, no, excuse me, eight, I actually started a YouTube channel. I had a, um, it wasn't on Fox, it was just a regular, um, um, I guess, cable access. Um, I had a... Uh, like Wayne's World? No, no. Well, <laughs> it was like that channel, but... Uh, it was it was a conservative talk show, and basically I just covered all political events. Uh, now those events happen to include a whole lot of firearm stuff too. So I noticed that as I would upload videos, because I would film the show and then upload segments of it, and uh, the show was popular, but I couldn't get any I couldn't make any money off of it because in in the conservative bubble, it's not it's kind of unlike the gun bubble. Um, it's very polarizing, and I had attorneys who were helping me pay for the show but didn't want anybody to know they were helping me pay for it. They wanted hmm. to help underwrite it, but they didn't want to risk alienating some of their clientele. Um, so it was kind of cool because I could keep doing it, but I was like, I couldn't even say who was paying the bills for it. And um, I'd noticed that every time I would upload videos that were firearm related, like Second Amendment related topics, um, those videos were way more popular than just, that was back when Barack Obama was president. So when I would just talk about one of his trips or whatever, or one of his many screw ups, uh, including stuff about Biden, um, it would always, those, those would, they had the same amount of traction, but it wasn't anything major. So I ended up spinning off and creating Legally Armed America. I think it was in 2012. And um, that immediately took off. And I just got to the point where I had to dedicate more time to it. And I just stopped doing my conservative show because couldn't make any money in it. I mean, not that I did it for money, but I knew I'd never make any money <laughs> doing a conservative show. 
So that's why how I ended up here. But I've been doing video for years. I I used to edit safety videos years back when it was the big giant VHSs and you ran them into the TV and it was just a big clunky stuff and you cross your fingers and hope that your hard drive didn't crash while you were processing and rendering. And <laughs> I've, I've been doing video for a long time. I enjoy video. I really like the editing side of video. That's, I actually get it. Really? Oh yeah, I do. Huh. All right. We have well, a question. Digital, yeah. But oh my God, when it, when it was, you know, VHS editing. It's oh tough. no. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah. We have <laughs> a question so here. Uh, how did you come about writing a book? Are you a journalist? No, I'm actually with, with not. a therapist now, we'll background. This. I've always been an English nerd. I was one of the few people um, in school that actually liked English. I like conjugating verbs. I like writing essays. I like doing all the stupid stuff that none of my friends ever liked. So I've always kind of liked it. I could construct sentences and do things like that. Um, whenever I graduated, I actually went and worked in contracts. Um, that's how I can read decipher a lot of the BS language that our bills have in them because I worked in contracts. So I'm used to that type of wording. And uh, mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. just got to a point where um, since I already like to write, I did a video. Uh, my book is actually about the commonalities of uh, uh, rampage killers, school shooters, mass shooters, whatever you want to call them. And um, I did a video back when in 2017, back when the Parkland shooting took place. Because I remember thinking, and this this is probably a reflection on all of us in the gun community. We do care about people. You know, we just happen to care about the Second Amendment, all of our constitutional rights also. But there's this weird perception that it's a, a zero-sum game. Either you are for mm -hmm. the Second Amendment or you care for babies. And it's the stupidest argument I've ever heard in my life. And I remember thinking back then, just kind of perplexed, like, man, you know, 17 people have, uh, you know, been shot and murdered. What's going on? And I mean, obviously, I'm way past the gun thing. I mean, we're all smart enough to know that that's not the cause. But I'm like, right. why, why does this happen? And it always seems like the, oh, he was on our radar or, oh, he fell through the cracks. And it's always a really weird, similar backstory. And I was like, man, I keep hearing the same thing over and over again. So I did a little bit of, I guess you could say, bootleg research at a very, very high level to try to find those commonalities. And actually, I found the three commonalities that I wrote the book on back then. And I did a quick video on it. And after I did the video... Got a lot of feedback from a lot of people who watched it because it was a totally different angle from a lot of my videos at the time. And it still perplexed me. So, man, I started buying research books. I don't have a medical background. I bought medical books. I bought the, um, oh, the DSA-5 book, the, you know, psychological book that's just, mm -hmm. um, I bought uh, medical books, as, uh, not medical books, uh, pharmaceutical books. I have books on every single type of medication that's ever been developed. Uh, what its intended purposes are, what its side effects are, what its black box warnings or FDA-related warnings, everything. And I just started reading. And it took me about two, two and a half years of reading. And it was in three or four different areas that I had to read to pull all that together. And, of course, you guys, no surprise to you, it's really hard to get any negative information that has anything to do with pharmaceutical companies. They just drive so much in the world and how things go. Um, nobody's very forthcoming about that. And uh, I just essentially did enough research. And finally, last is so funny that um, April of last year, I had done all the research by then. And I was finally like, man, if I don't write this book, I will never write it. I am a procrastinator. I mean, by fault, I am. And I was just like, I'm going to write this. I'm writing it. This is the year I'm writing it. It might suck, wow. but I'm going to write it. And from April until August, I 
everything I did. I linked my, my iPad, all of my Mac computers, my iPhone, everything. I linked it to a program to where wherever I was, I could work on it. I could edit. I could do whatever. And the hardest thing for me was breaking up how chapters needed to be and making it flow. And it's, I still find it kind of hard sometimes to read because you have to establish so much. Um, it, it's almost like a resource book at the beginning of the book. So a research book. And I, it's like I put so much information at the beginning of the book, I felt like somebody would open it up and think that it was boring because the really good stuff comes after all of that. Like you kind of have to establish things like mm -hmm. we're all not psychologists. Then I know that. Sure. And I know that most people in my circles are not. So I kind of had to establish how the mind works, how dopamine and serotonin works in the brain. You know, what what drugs have these types of warnings, what those warnings mean. Um, and you'd be surprised how many of these drugs do have the black box warnings that say, oh, guess what? <laughs> they create mania, suicidal thoughts, homicidal thoughts. And you're like, well, duh, you know, they're all right in your face here. And uh, again, I'm not blaming just drugs. It's 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 a number of things. And uh, anyway, that's just I know I'm not a journalist to whoever your uh, viewer was. That's I just again, I can read and I can write. And uh, I, I feel like I have at least an average uh, level of uh, intelligence where I could put all that stuff together. All right. Uh, what type of mixer do you have? That is a Zoom brand mixer. And it's uh, it's kind of covered up right here. This this thing is really this thing is awesome. Um, P8. Yeah. Like the, letter P for Paul, then eight. Yeah. What's cool about it, this is um, a Bluetooth thing that talks directly to my phone. So I can actually do a audio podcast with you guys, call you on the phone and plug you straight into that without oh, pushing cool. any buttons or anything. It's really neat. This, yeah. this is a really pre-recorded, you know, sounds and stuff on here. It's, it's really neat. Yeah. Um, I, I use a Rodecaster Pro 2 and Same I concept. I just sent my old Rodecaster Pro to Rich. Yeah, same concept. They function do the basic. Yeah. One of the really interesting things about the Rodecaster Pro 2, this is going to get way into the weeds, but it's Wi-Fi enabled. Wi-Fi enabled, so you can actually connect to like multiple computers through Wi-Fi, and you have two USB in, so you can connect like a bunch of computers together. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And run it through it, which I think is amazing. This thing is neat. I've really. I haven't used it to its full potential, but I've done a lot of pretty cool stuff with it. And I'm, I'm just a big fan with it. And I'm, I mean, it's literally, that's what's processing my sound to you guys. That's why the sound probably is somewhat quality because that's how I mix so, it all and process it. Paul, John, John got you off track a little bit. Oh, You're sorry. talking about the book. You said there were like three <laughs> things that you found in the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd love to hear are about you asking that. me what they are. Yes. <laughs> um, I put them kind of in order because it was important that you understood that they affect one another kind of in that order. Um, and what I did was that the first one that kind of, I guess the first domino that falls over is a broken home more specifically, but not all inclusive, a fatherless home. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I say that because, um, a broken home can have, it can lack a mom. Um, it, you, the child can be, the, it can actually have both parents in it. And you guys know as well as I do sometimes, uh, uh, can I say four letter words on your channel, John? Sure. Okay. If you have a really shitty dad, it doesn't really matter that he's around. Right. So mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. consider that kind of a fatherless home, even though the dad is there. 
Um, mm. You know, maybe that both parents are, are, are there and the child is mentally, sexually, physically abused. That's a broken home. All these things basically lend itself to kind of betraying the child to where the, it puts the child mentally in a place that he shouldn't be. And I think that makes sense. Now, I will say this, the overwhelming um, factor as far as the commonality that a lot of these uh, rampage killers have is a fatherless home. Um, almost all of them. And I say almost, there is one or two examples. I want to say uh, Cho uh, in the Virginia Tech shooting, his, he, he grew up in a, a Korean home with both parents, but it was a forced marriage and um, his dad didn't care for him because in the Korean, um, uh, their type of uh, culture, the male is like the really, really dominant part of the family. And because Cho was uh, kind of mute, and didn't speak very, uh, uh, let, you know, you couldn't really understand him. He was very, very shy, and his dad kind of looked down on that because he knew that his son was not going to be the breadwinner, so to speak. So in the Korean mm. um, uh, culture, he was his dad kind of, he was an embarrass, embarrassment to his dad. And, I mean, of course, you know, in Asian cultures, um, that the whole honor thing is very big. You know, it may not matter to kids here in the States, but in, in their culture, it did. So anyway, Broken Homes was the first one. The second one was bullying. And I mean, I don't say that one lightly. Um, a lot of these kids that are abused at home or they're in a broken home, well, they go to school. Well, they have a they have a standoffish demeanor to them. They just do. I mean, it's not like I'm dreaming this up. They, I know children who were like that growing up. And now when you look back on it, I realize, well, they were from a broken home. They were either abused or they grew up in a single parent home. So a lot of that has to do with that. And then the, the whole, I really go in depth into the bullying portion of this. And it really goes into the, almost the uh, let us raise our boys to be men kind of thing. Because the whole zero tolerance thing, I have always had a problem with that. Um, you know, the fact that absolutely, if John comes up to me and starts bullying me in the bathroom and nobody else sees it and he's bullying me and making me feel less of myself, I should be able to punch John in the throat because John's the one that started it. You know what? Why I mean? you want to punch me in the throat, man? Well, Rich, the I'll hell? Punch Rich or okay, the Rich is better. Okay, go again. I'll punch Rich. You punch right, Rich, yeah. Right. I mean, you guys understand what I'm saying. The whole I thing know. that you take that away from that child to be able to defend himself, you just made it worse. Not only did you 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 made that bully, you emboldened him because he knows he's not going to get in trouble. He knows that if I report him that he bullied me, well, or if I hit him then I'm going to, we're both going to get suspended. But if I report him, I make it worse when I'm walking home or riding the bus or something like that. You know what I mean? So I really go in depth into the whole bullying uh, section of it. It's not just like, Oh, bullying's bad. I mean, I really talk about it. I talk about how adults assist in bullying. I've witnessed teachers either look the other way when kids were being bullied in school or actually participate in it. And I think that's sad that, you know, we have that kind of dynamic that still exists to this day. Um, and then, of course, the third thing was over-medicating, excuse me, over-medicating our youth. Now, it's important that I say not medicating our youth. Over-medicating, there's a big not, difference. Yes, there's a humongous difference. My son takes medication. I'm not implying that all medicines are bad. Now, any medicine taken the wrong way is bad, or any medicine abused is bad. And when you read the section that I have on medication, it will blow your mind and just as a side note, I want to mention this to anybody that's watching your stuff. 
I literally have 254 footnotes in here. So I want to make it very clear that this is not a book about my opinion. I researched everything and I included every single data point that I talked about in this book I put in here so anyone can research it. So no one can say Paul's full of crap, Paul's making that up, Paul's embellishing. I'm not. I actually research everything here. And if you want to prove me wrong, which to date nobody has, you can go and check my research and follow up on it and tell me that I'm wrong and where I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's very important. I haven't read your book, but I definitely want to read it. Um, it's available on Amazon, right? It is. You're better off getting it directly from my website, howtomakeamonster.com, um, because I think you save a buck wow. or something like that there. Um, w with Amazon, you know, they got to get their cut. You know what I mean? So whenever you get it from Amazon, I, I think the price is a dollar or two higher. So you, it, you're getting the same book. In fact, if you get it through my website, um, there's not this feature on Amazon. I sign every book. I have autographed every single book that I've sent out. And if oh, wow. you get through my website, there's actually a feature you can check and it will open up a text box and you can actually tell me what you want me to sign inside the book cover. So, uh, a lot you of know, people most people, I got a lot of signed books. So they just sign their name. They don't sign, you know, like too rich, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Hey, 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 Rich, remind me to tell me, tell you something later. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, you know how Crump signed his book to me? How's that? I think it says, fuck you. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Personal. It's personal then. <laughs> yeah, it's personal. <laughs> yeah, well, Rich come and bugging me for a signed book. <laughs> I'm like, why do you want a signed book? You know me, man. We <laughs> yeah. do a podcast well, together. It, it's like, I like to collect signed books, you know? I signed it. Yeah. I absolutely signed it. So, yeah, so I gave Rich the signed book, and it was basically just throwing shade. But, no, nah, no, nah, Rich is a cool guy. <laughs> like, you're my, you know, like, you're my best friend, man. <laughs> Why would I sign you a book? Right, right. So, yeah, being, you know, whatever. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Yeah, so you do a YouTube channel. Uh, you you have a like a local TV show. You're a writer, and now you now you're taking up another uh, mission. Tell everyone about that. Oh, which one? Okay, but you have <laughs> so many the videos that I'm putting out. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no. The... Oh. <laughs> oh, the GOA. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess as of January, I was uh, the uh, state director for the state of Louisiana. Now I don't really call it that because I call myself like a pseudo director because my good friend, Josh Barnhill. Josh is actually, a great guy. Yeah. Josh is good people. I've known Josh for years. He and I have been friends uh, through the gun community. In fact, he's the one that asked me if I would, uh, you know, assume his role as a state director. Cause he was backing off doing something or going to do something else. And what it all boiled down to is Josh was not going to have the time to devote the time amount of time that he thought he needed. Plus, Josh, kind of like yourself, John, he, he, uh, you and I have that online reach and, and Josh didn't have that. And Josh felt like that was holding him back from being a good director, which I disagree with because I would take a lot of what Josh would do and I would just forward it. I would just make it, you know, my role to, he and I have, I guess you could say technically partnered in this role for a year. Yeah. And, uh, finally mm -hmm. we decided to do that. Um, I asked him, I said, look, I said, I don't think GOA has any real strict policies on this. I said, I don't mind if we're considered co-directors. 
Um, I'm not that kind of person. I could care less about a title. I feel like if we're both working towards the same thing, that's important to all of us. And he has happily stayed on board and stayed engaged. And that's the greatest thing in the world because Josh is so good about some things that he can sit at his computer and do while I'm off doing something else. And then I'm, I kind of get the word out and go do a whole lot of the other stuff. And it's really, I think it's, it's helped us out. I think it helped GOA out a lot, but it's helped Josh and I out also because we actually have more times to devote to the things that we're better at, you know? And, yeah. Uh, of course him being an attorney that helps also, you know what I mean? I mean, he's, he, he's, I can read legal speak, but he speaks legal speak. Yeah. I like, I'm doing something new for GOA. Uh, and I've actually transitioned role several times at GOA. <laughs> uh, and I was a state director. Then I developed and something I can't say yet. Cause it's not out yet. Uh, did that, uh, did some internal stuff to help, uh, rebuild some stuff. Um, and then, uh, now I'm doing something totally, uh, different where I do a lot of stuff on the national level and stuff like that. And uh, a lot of like, like I'll say it, uh, I do a lot of research for GOA on different things, FOIAs, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Work a lot with uh, St Stimbolier and Olson and those guys that I work with Aiden up at up at the Capitol and then I'm just all over the place. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, I I, I think we all get a whole lot, not, oh, not even GOA related. I think just in the gun community, um, we get a lot of value out of a lot of the stuff that you do. I mean, uh, I mean, I knew, I told you the other day, I mean, I've, followed your you know you drop an article on ammo land i've known fred and those guys for years so you know that's how i knew who you were was through your articles because i could distinctly tell this is a better article or it's more it's better researched i mean it's one thing to put an article out saying oh this is what happened and then there's another one whenever you're like somebody puts something out and there's a link because i'm i'm a link chaser if you leave a link in a story i'm going i'm i'm going down that rabbit hole i want to see Oh, if well, you're referencing this, you're referencing it for a reason. There's probably some really good stuff under that link. Well, well, that's why I always like list my sources and everything. I always link to my sources and link to whatever I can. Uh, and I also post the documents when I can. Sometimes I can't protect sources, but if I can post those documents, I will post those documents. So people will, will go down the rabbit holes and we discussed this before where you think you've asked me why I do that. And I said, because if in case I miss something, I want it to be out there. So someone else might say, Hey, you missed this. And then, you know, I, I don't care about, you know, you know, someone taking my work and expanding on it or whatnot. I'm not really protective. I'm not a gatekeeper. And I think there's too many gatekeepers out yeah. there. No, I, I agree with that. But I think the, the folks who do what we do, in this space who are good at it and fair about it and not the same way. They're not egotistical about it. Uh, they'll typically give these people uh, credit for it. Like I've given you credit in many of my videos, you know, uh, where I got the information from, because I'm the same way. Uh, you'd be surprised and you, you may get it the same way. If I open up my phone at five o'clock in the morning, there's a slew of people who have sent me things. These are just people who watch my videos. So if they're watching your stuff, and all these other people who might be really good investigative journalists, they may send me something that I may not find for three, four, five, six hours, but it's sitting mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. inbox. So it's very valuable oh, yeah. that we send people to watch everybody, not just me. I'm not one of these kind of people that hopes they just watch my videos. That's stupid. I want them to get information from somewhere. Else. Hey, did you hear about this? 
You know, sometimes, right, sometimes right. we have, but other times we're like, oh, no, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and, and a lot of people that submit stuff, uh, I'll give them credit, but a lot of people are like, no, 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 I have to I have to stay anonymous for job reasons <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, and then I can go and do do that by just, you know, releasing the documents because they can't for some reason. Right. Or they're not allowed or they're actually working for the ATF and they had the documents and they, oh, okay. they looked at it and they're like, you know, hey, I don't think this is right. Uh, the ATF is bad. There are some good people at the ATF, though. There's some there's some work that needs to be done. I don't think it necessarily needs to be done from the ATF, but um, there's some work like uh, bomb experts, for example. That can go in there and and, and look at a bomb and, de and determine where the bomb came from. I mean, but I, I think the FBI should be handling that, not the ATF. But uh, those guys, they get a lot of the information and they just pass it along because they're like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I don't believe in 99.9% of what the ATF does. But, you know, I examined bomb, bomb fragments to determine where there was purchased that. Right. Um, and so here's some information about them trying to trying to, um, you know, infringe on your rights. Right. Yeah. Been a lot of that going on lately. Yeah. But there is some people out there. I'm not going to name any of them um, that have read my articles verbatim and claimed it was theirs. Nice. <laughs> Gosh. And uh, they might just talk you, a Rich? lot. Of, no, no, no. Yeah, it actually was. <laughs> yeah, they might talk a lot about, uh, you know, oh, you know, you know, talk about honesty and everything else like that. And they're like, oh, my source has given me this. And this is what I think about it. <laughs> I read it word for word. It really pissed me yeah. off. And I reached out to that guy and he never responded. So. Yeah, well, that, that kind of person is never going to admit where they got it from. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean. And sometimes, you know, if we forget, you know, putting the video together, I'll I'll also include the link in the description. Just, I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't. So I, I try my best to be as forthcoming as I can, especially yeah. a lot of the information. But there's a difference between forgetting and putting the link in the description. No, I know. Of saying, no, you're right. This is my source and read verbatim, right. word for Four word, words. the article. And it's like. You didn't say that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, I was surprised that you knew who I was. First time I yeah, talked man. to you. Well, me being, again, a writing geek, I, I mean, you, you write well. I mean, I watch people who are pretty good at, you know, the, the wordsmithing game. And uh, there's about four or five of you guys out there that I follow. Because, look, there's nothing harder to read than a good story that's shittily written i mean you're like i really want to read yes. this but god i'm struggling with this and you go read it over again because the cynic structure is it's right but it could have been done writer <laughs> yeah I mean? there's you're definitely like, oh, like man, that this is painful to read you know and i mean again i know i'm splitting hairs because I, I i like english and all that but i mean you're a good writer um there's a couple other guys. I'm not gonna say their names because I don't know if they're competing with you or whatever. That, they, uh, they, dude, I don't care. You can say their names. 
and I'm not going to say their names, but they're good. There's, there's a lot of good 2A writers out there in that space. That's for sure. Yeah. One, one thing you notice about the 2A writing space, it is, I mean, I don't know what it is. I, I do the writing stuff and I do the YouTube stuff now. I came from the writing world. Writers tend to be a lot friendlier with each other. And it's not as cutthroat as the, like the YouTube community. Not sure why that oh, is. Yeah. I guess YouTube, because you get the analytics all the time. It, yeah. It's easier to be cutthroat. I, I wish there was a way. Of course, they'd have to believe it. And, and I guess I'm not at that point now, but I was at, when I first started doing videos, especially in the 2A community, I immediately noticed people who wouldn't give me the time of day. And it was so frustrating um, because I'm thinking, I understand how the internet works and surely you do too, because you've been doing this longer than me. You know, I'm talking about other people. And I'm like, do you think that if somebody watches my video that they stopped watching yours? That's not how this works. <laughs> You know, and we all, and again, like we were talking about earlier with Rich, I mean, we all consume our content differently now than we did five, 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. So it's not like when a new show came on TV, you said, well, I can't watch that one anymore because this is the one I'm going to watch now. It's not how it works. And I think, you know, most people, I watch YouTube TV in my house. You know, that's what I stream mm -hmm. in my house. I don't watch regular television anymore. And it's, it's now, maybe, I think more people have gotten to where they, they're, I'm talking about, other content creators, I think they might be a little bit more welcoming to other people in this space. And maybe it's just because I've developed a bit of a following over the years, but man, there was a time I would see people at shot show or whatever. And I had been doing it for a few years. I'm talking to, Hey man, I'm so-and-so, you know, and it wasn't fanboying out cause I'm not comfortable doing that, but it'd be like, I, in fact, I would purposely catch them off to the side, like, walking mm -hmm. between the rooms to not embarrass them because I'm not good at being approached at all. So I knew it was kind of, it's kind of embarrassing me and people recognize me. So I would purposely pull these people. Hey man, just want to let, like I'd start walking behind them as they were going to another booth. Just want to let you know, you know, I enjoy your videos, blah, blah, blah. And they just kind of look at me and kind of like, who the fuck are you? You know, that kind of thing. And I just really think <laughs> a couple of times like, bro, really? Yeah. You know? When I started YouTube, uh, Hank Strange really pushed me to start YouTube actually. But when I started YouTube, I mean, no one was really, like, mean to me or standoffish, uh, mostly because they wanted information. But mm -hmm. <laughs> what I found is you have some people that are bigger, and they, they look, look, their nose, look down the nose at you. Um, and then you have other people that, you know, are, like, all helpful, uh, and then they're all friendly. And then if you pass them, then they get all, like, what what would you call it? Butthurt rich? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you seen that? that? Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's like we're, like you said earlier, zero sum game. I don't believe it's a zero sum game. I, I believe, I learned this 20 years ago from a manager. He said, My job is to promote all of you above me. I'll say that again because I kind of mumble. Promote everybody that's my you know, report that reports to me, give you the tools and the skills so that you can surpass me. And that's what and a good I think that's does. a great way to be. Yes. Cause it only, it does make that person better. Cause then they're looked at as being a good manager of people. Cause you just develop the next manager. Mm -hmm. Companies don't look down mm -hmm. on that. I mean, I worked for a fortune 500 company and that was literally in my annual review. Had I developed anybody, you know, I wow. mean, essentially I was expected to find the next person to take my job.
you know, because they wanted that would be a, a result of me grow, growing enough within the company to where I was going to be promoted somewhere else. So I was always expected to train my replacement. And I thought that was a great approach because instead of constantly shoving that next guy down, you're trying to bring him up. Yeah. When I worked, when I worked for a fortune three company, it was the same way. Yeah. I mean, it just, to me, that's the way it should be. Uh, companies that meta Facebook. Oh, was that? Who, oh gosh. <laughs> Actually, I ran into a bunch of Facebook, uh, my old Facebook colleagues on Sunday. Really? Yeah. They're still over at meta. Y'all still have a lot in common. Uh, yeah, you'll be surprised how many gun people are actually at Facebook. Really, that does shock me. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, funny. Like, they're they're funny. Uh, they were telling me that you know they're not allowed to say Facebook; they have to say Meta. Ah. It's like you know they're like, no, you have to say Meta. <laughs> well, clearly none of them are managing or looking over my page because I think out of twenty something thousand people who supposedly follow my Facebook page, I think I interact with two. Um, that, so, I mean, <laughs> no one sees that page. Uh, there is a, uh, there was a secret Facebook gun group and, um, it like, I think the New York times reported on it and, uh, they did a screenshot and you can see my, <laughs> this oh, what I've told there. You can see me in the screenshot. Nice. Nice. Uh, I still don't know who, um, he's. I, I still don't know who uh, is, you know, who t who who leaked that stuff. But it was like a conservative libertarian gun group, and mm. uh, and free speech in guns. And I don't think okay. they liked it very much. That's funny. So then, uh, like all these other Facebook people wanted to shut it down. Oh. Can I tell uh, your viewers about a new fun project that I'm working you on? You can tell the viewers about anything, man. Go ahead. This is one of the most fun things that I've worked on in a long time. <laughs> it's uh, a friend of mine. I own a uh, retail store and a construction company down here. And a good friend of mine that I've known for many years is actually purchasing it from me. So I'll be uh, transitioning from that business to strictly doing all gun related stuff probably within the next six months this guy's a good friend of mine he and i have been in a process you know i'm training him that's part of our contract where i offer x amount of training consulting stuff like that well my the construction portion of my business is um custom swimming uh, excuse me swimming pool building design all that kind of stuff and our area is predominantly petrochemical down here on the Gulf Coast. So there's a lot of oil money down here. So people have a lot of expendable cash. So we build a lot of really nice high-end swimming pools. Well, that puts us in a lot of really nice neighborhoods, which means we deal with HOAs, homeowners associations. And how no one has ever come up with this idea, I'll, I'll never know. But we created what we, we've already called, and we've got five videos out already, real short videos. And... Uh, we created basically some really gung-ho guys and we call it HOAPD. And it is freaking a blast to put these videos together. They're like minute and a half and two minute videos. And it's the most off the wall, over the top BS of two guys who, who really take their job way too serious. So the first five videos have pretty much been us establishing our characters 
as the dorks that they are. And we're just now doing the uh, homeowners association compliance type stuff where, you know, we got a, just a laundry list of things that will be harassing people in this neighborhood. Now it's not pranking them. Everything will be acted out. So it's not like we're going to be just popping up on people. It'll be people we know because we know tons of people in the neighborhood. It's, I don't live in that neighborhood, but it's a neighborhood. And uh, they're really bad. I mean, it's really bad. They used to call the guy driving around the little Nazi because, you know, he would tell you that you can't put a security camera on the eve of your house. And if, you know, you have to have to be approved by the HOA, it has to be painted the same color as your Eve and all that kind of goofy stuff. And uh, we have just had an absolute blast with it. I'll send you guys the link. Uh, it's it's some kind of silly, dark humor, uh, but my wife doesn't think it's funny at all. My wife is one of those kind of people like, nobody's going to think that's funny. I'm like, no, no, no. People will think it's funny. It's good. <laughs> and the, I'll say this. The neighborhood is called Greywood, is the, the big neighborhood here. So just to be real obvious of who we're talking about it, we actually named the neighborhood uh, that in our fictitious neighborhood is called Dickwood. <laughs> and um, we've even got uh, a logo for it. And let me tell you something. This is the funniest thing. We're actually already selling T-shirts for Dickwood Subdivision, and there is no such thing. Look, this is the logo. Oh, nice. See how it's got, it's got an eggplant with the veins on it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we have having such a blast with this. It is so funny. And uh, it's just, I mean, it's like a – a pet project of ours. And like I mentioned earlier, how I like to edit. If you go watch the videos, I edit, I mean, I edit the hell out of them. I have sound effects, I have background music, you know, it is so funny. So anyway, that's, that's my newest side project. Like I needed another project, but that that's one that I can do late at night. Like we'll go get all the B roll and all the clips and stuff like that. And I'll take them all in here in my studio. And after I do everything else at night, and put my son to bed, I'll come in here and it take me an hour and I'm done with one of the episodes. Yeah, I, I told no, my cool. I told my wife I'm gonna start a new thing. I'm gonna go back to law school, and my wife is like, "No." <laughs> She's <laughs> right. like, "When? When are you gonna have right. time?" I'm like, I'll I'll, "I'll, I'll, I'll, make time." She's like, "That's right." She's like, "Dude, almost all school, you know, college level classes are offline right now." Right. You know, there there's no, you know, you got to be in class, you know, lecture this time. Yeah. There, yeah. There's no reason to be in a college town anymore. It's funny you say that. My uh, my wife's an engineer, and she graduated from college uh, probably 97, something like that, I believe, 96, 97. And her class, she was the president of the Engineering Society at McNeese State University, and uh, she was the last class where they actually had to memorize all of the engineering formulas. And now oh, they God. have they're all in their phones and all that. And she's like doctors and engineers of today versus back then. She said, I don't know if I would trust them. They don't know the stuff that we knew back then. And uh, doctors right, too. Right. And, and to your point, Rich, I mean, so much of the stuff is online, especially in the medical field. A lot of that is still online. They'll do labs online. I'm like, how the hell do you do a lab online? I know how you no, do that. I don't that. get that. You know, but I mean, that's, I mean, think uh, about it. I mean, new doctors. I'll, I'll tell you what I regret is I had like this chemistry cookbook or not cookbook. I'm sorry. This chemistry book. It was a that college level a book. Right and they, that put you on a list, but right it there. had everything in it. And I, I'm like, I haven't looked at it since high school or college and I tossed it. And I'm like, look, the power goes out. You know, all of the great things you can get online, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you know, like I, I have an encyclopedia, but I don't have it here. I want an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if you have any survival books and they're ebooks, you're missing the point. Yeah, right. That's true, right? <laughs> like Clint Emerson sent me a book. Uh, that's that's really good. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but Clint Emerson's a good guy. Um, and then I have the SAS Survivor book, both in like paperback. If you don't have the SAS SAS Survival book, then uh, you know you, there's no better feeling to walk in it. We got a Barnes and Noble around here, which is probably one of the last ones in the country. <laughs> it's always yeah, crowded one. though. It's always <laughs> packed packed to the hilt with people. Mm. Um, and the, and the lines are always really long. I don't know if people are nostalgic or what, but uh, I love the smell of going in there. Just the smell of paper. The smell of a library. I don't know. It's probably crazy, but, you know, maybe it's the yeah. writer in me. No, I still I still like to actually have a physical book in my hand. And I, I'll be honest with you, too. This is kind of like, it's so funny to, to say this, but I've got, uh, to give you a general idea, I'm sure some of John Crump's stuff is in here. I still print everything out. <laughs> oh, really? I don't do that. Oh, yeah? That wow. insurance uh, commercial that says, that insurance commercial that says, don't print the internet. I'm the guy that prints the internet. I can't read. And I have one of those like mega iPads, like the really super pro big iPads. And I just still find myself reading, and I want to make notes on the page. I want to highlight them. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that I'll makes sense. And then I start drawing because I'm really bad. I mean, everything that I, especially if I'm going to do a video on something, I'll highlight what I want to talk about and things like that. So, yeah. But yeah, I pr- I've printed the internet out pretty much. I, I, get, I got one of the huge Samsung tablets, and it's funny how I got it. Uh, I, have, I have one of like the smallest Samsung tablet, tablets, and it broke, and they, and I sent it back in. It was like an A5, whatever. It's a like a little seven-inch tablet. And I guess they didn't have any more because they stopped making them. So they just grabbed a uh, like one of the Samsung uh, Galaxy, like a seven Pro, which is like mm-hmm. a twelve and a half inch tablet. Nice. So I went from this uh, little like seven-inch tablet. I opened it up. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And it was like, "We had no more, so we." Uh, Gave you a free upgrade to like the top of the line tablet. I was like, hell yeah. Darn. <laughs> My wife was like, yeah, good thing it broke. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, let's go right. break yours. She's like, yep. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. This this is disturbing to me. I seen this about three hours ago. HR eight zero five one, a thousand percent tax on all firearms and magazines, military arms channels sh- today short post. It's not gonna pass. So is that is that moving? Because they put that uh, out a month or so ago. They now they push mm. they they put it out uh, every every so often. Then it fails. Then they reintroduce it. Then it fails. Then it reintroduces. It fails. Mm-hmm. It is more of a, a virtue signal than anything else. Yeah. All right, guys. We've been on for over an hour now, so we're gonna start wrapping this up. Uh, you can follow me at johncrump.locals.com. I relaunched my Patreon because people kept on bugging me to do that. So now you can go to Patreon too or Locals to support me, whatever. If 
whatever you want to do. Just if you want to join the channel, you can do that too. Whatever, I don't care. Um, but you can go there, follow me at Real John Crump, and check out John Crump News, which is my news channel on YouTube. You can follow Rich at flyingrich.locals.com or flyingrich on YouTube, flyingrich underscore official. And you can even follow him on MySpace. And Paul, I'm not joking. He, he has a MySpace. Oh, that was serious. Okay. No, I'm not joking. Yes, okay. he has. Nah, I, I'm he waiting has, for them to send me my password. It's but. coming back, right? <laughs> yeah. Every, every day he's like, yeah, it's coming back. I, I figure I can't get canceled. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> There's no one to cancel you, right? No one will see it. You can, uh, <laughs> right. you can, you know, put the secret of the universe out there and no one would ever find it. That's pretty ingenious, actually. That's like your own storage place where you just put whatever you. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that's pretty slick. Like a dead drop, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Paul, I'm sure everyone out, everyone out there knows legally on America, but tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, of course, I have a main website, legallyarmedamerica.com. That's kind of a placeholder. They just kind of point you in different directions where to go. But of course, uh, I'm on my second Twitter, so you kind of got to do some digging. I think people still try to follow the old account, but I got kicked off. And I had to get a new iPhone to be able to open one because I think they trace it back to your IP address and everything I tried, I couldn't get a new one. So I do have a new Twitter. I think it's Paul of Legally Armed America. And then I have a new um, Instagram because my other one got deleted. And of course, on YouTube, it's Legally Armed America. So easiest right. way to catch me. And now you got to give us words of wisdom to end the show with. Um, words of wisdom. Uh, don't ever share anything that you get during your live stream, breaking it because your guests might take it and drop it before you get a chance to, because when we get off of here, I'm going to take what you just shared with us. And at some point it'll take me an hour or so, cause I got to go tend to my son, but uh, yeah, I'm just joking with it's, you. It's already on my news channel. <laughs> right. Damn. <laughs> I'm not fast like that. Uh, but I'm just picking on, no, I appreciate that. No, no words of wisdom. I don't have any, I literally don't have words of wisdom. Well, uh, when we, we were looking through some FOIA documents of, uh, import documents and we ran across the Glock carbine and you see it was shooting gallery, New England and Rich and I, and you just see them go mute and you see them with their phones. Like, are you guys filming a video? <laughs> it's like right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> like, what are, like they're like they're all mute and you can see them. Break news. Glock card. Right. <laughs> right. That's funny. Hey John, if you don't mind, share my number with Rich so I can get a book over to Rich. Yeah, and yeah. Thanks, man. That's very no. I, I, I don't oh, have one. John? Okay. John, send me your mailing address as well. I'll send you one of my books. How about that? We'll trade books. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. Very cool. Thank you, Paul. Sure. All right, guys, uh, we'll be back tomorrow at a special time, hopefully, uh, with Flying Rich. It, we did the Ask Me Anything with me last night, and tomorrow 10 at 10 p.m., we're going to be doing an Ask Me Anything with Rich, and I'll be hosting that, and Rich can answer all your questions. Yikes. It was fun, be man. Easy on me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank all you, guys. Right. See you guys later. Bye.